you're listening to the official Scottish Rugby podcast with Caroline Blair, I'm at Scottish Gas Murrayfield this week. Uh, it's just a stone's throw from Hive Stadium where the Foz Rock Super Series final will take place on Saturday. In the semis last weekend, Sterling Wolves produced a stunning team performance to beat Tabletoppers Heriot's while Ayrshire Bulls saw off defending champions Watsonians to reach their third final in three years. So let's preview the big game then and to do that... I'm joined by Sterling Wills, Captain Marcus Holden and Bobby Beattie from Ayrshire Bulls. Good to see you, chaps. Good to see yeah. you too. How, how are we looking? We're sitting side by side. It's all looking very civilised at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of an edge to this week though, isn't there? Uh, there'll be an edge, but it's, um, yeah, I've spent a lot of time around Bobby, so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's friendly now, but until he runs it at me again, which he usually does early <laughs> on, I'm sure, uh, then it will open up. You did slip that button there, isn't it? You're like, it was friendly, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's usually friendly. He, he always smiles at me and then runs at me. So oh. it's, yeah, I'm like, okay, Bobby, I know what's happening now, so it'll be good. <laughs> the smiling assassin. That's it. What are your thoughts about playing, playing against each other then? Personally? Or yeah, on personal level. We'll go to the bigger club stories in a minute. Yeah, it's good. It's always good playing against Marcus. Like, you can actually have a bit of crack on the pitch as well. It's like not just, uh, I mean, we're taking it seriously, obviously, but uh, yeah, it's always good to like, kind of lighten the mood a little bit sometimes, isn't it? No, I completely agree. Um, play the same position, obviously, each other. Um, yeah, the the time that the ball's out or the forwards are cuddling each other, it's usually something going on between <laughs> us two. Yeah, so it's pretty... It's it's just good, and people are looking like, "What are you? Why are you two talking?" And, oh, come on, it's fine. So, can't, you can't describe it better than that. <laughs> I won't say it's a romance, but we're going to, close enough. Close enough. Um, looking, let's start then. We're going to unpack the games, and we're going to look ahead to this weekend. But let's talk about your own rugby journeys first of all. And like Marcus, if we can start with you, you, we say that you took the scenic route into rugby a wee bit. You've uh, you've played at international level. You've got international honours in cricket and football. Yeah. Well, I mean, not football, just cricket. Just and rugby. Cricket, yeah. and and but you played football as well. Yes, I did play football. Yes. So how how did you end up carrying the ball? <laughs> um, to be honest, I I just loved sport as a kid, and then um, when we did move to Cyprus, um, I was playing decent level football there, and on the army base, these big army giants just come and play, um, and then I just picked it up. I had played before, but then I just kind of. Loved it from there, 16, 17 year old, been taken under your wing, having a couple of beers and stuff like that. I was like, all right, I like this more than I thought I would. When you put it like that. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> um, decent weather to play rugby in Cyprus. And then, um, yeah, I'd had played before, like I said, and then I just kind of gave up on football and thought, now I'm going to go down this route. And then I genuinely didn't know where it was going to take me. Um, but it, yeah, it's brought me here and it's... Um, it's brought me a lot of joy, shall we say. They are two very different sports. So before we move on to that, but the differences between football and rugby, why why was it that rugby won out? I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. I don't know if it was the adrenaline bust that you get or I, I just you know, think the camaraderie that came with it. Um, and yeah, just learning that part. I've always been like, a, I'm still coach now, but just someone who likes to learn on the fly and like analyse things. And I just thought, no, this is better. I enjoy it. Um, so that that was literally there's no like in the sense of oh, I'm going to give up here I still kind of play football in the background but it was just then right this is way more fun so I'm going to stick to this he'll absolutely love this as well but Tim Visser played a part never heard of him 
<laughs> he always manages to get his way into this podcast, but he, he played a part in you playing in Scotland as well, didn't he? Yeah, so um, wherever this is from in Holland, I was actually player coach there. Um, uh, his younger brother was there and Tim would always come over and uh, help out a lot as well. And then when it came to potentially joining Sterling, him and Ben are business partners and obviously former teammates. So um, Tim gave me a, a good glowing reference, shall we say. Um, and then up here, and yeah, he's he's great for me, and he's been good over the years as well, so I can't really complain. Well, there you go, ring an endorsement for you as well. Uh, Bobby, your own journey, you've, you've in the nicest way, you've been around as well. You've, you know, stranger to a squad environment, Glasgow Warriors, London Scottish, Hawks. Talk about your own journey and to reaching this point where you are now. Yeah, um, I was quite late into, like, professional rugby scene. Um, didn't get a gig until I was, like, 22, 23 with the academy. Uh, and then had that first year playing in the seventh circuit of Scotland, which was great. So it was like one full season there and a couple of tournaments next year. Uh, and then, yeah, with Glasgow um, on a partnership deal with Hawks the next year after that. Uh, and then when that came to an end, as you said, went down to London Scottish for a couple of years. And uh, I had a little stint at Ealing Trailfinders too uh, for six months, but didn't get too much game time there. Uh, so then, yeah, ended up at Ayrshire Bulls at the end of all that. And yeah, I've been... Loving it, yeah. A lot of people listening will be at that point where they've maybe thought, oh, if you're not, you know, 18, 17, then that's it. But you're a great example of you. You did get a chance to experience professional rugby, even though you started later. Yeah, because uh, I see it all the time. Like, all the young boys are, like, devastated if they get le left out of a squad and they're 18 or 19 years old. And you're like, lads, come on, like, you still got years left in you. And you can pick up gigs when you're 25, 26 even as well. I've seen boys doing that too, so... Um, I think, yeah, just for those young boys, just sticking in and keeping going, having a crack at it, and something will come of it, hopefully, if they're good enough. And I'll say this with the greatest of respect, you're also now a senior like player in that sense as well, and you bring with you a lot of experience <laughs> and wisdom. Yeah. yeah, there's just no way to say it. No, no. You're a wee bit older. Yeah. Um, uh, you both are, but you appreciated your laugh as well, Marcus. He's, older. Um, He's a lot older. <laughs> than that, so <laughs> slip that in. Um, with that wisdom, though, with everything that you've learned, everything that you've experienced, and you talked a wee bit about the younger lads, like, do you feel a duty, a bit of a responsibility in, in your respective squads to, to to keep ice in the heads for the, the younger guys and to really impart what you've learned? Yeah, it, it just kind of gets thrust upon you like the next day you turn 30 and you're like, oh God, I'm 30 now. And uh, the boys are always just like joking and taking a mick at you for being an old guy and that. But I think they, they do appreciate it because, I don't know, I feel like I can be a bit of a cool head in that backline because we've got quite a young backline too. I'm sure Marcus is probably the same as well. Um, I think it does help them. And like, if I can help young boys go from just being a young hothead to go and get in a gig somewhere else, then I'm pretty happy with that. Marcus, your own experience, as you mentioned, you've you know put the coaching hat on now as well, director of rugby at Glenamond, and alongside that, Caledonia under-18s. What are you learning about yourself as a coach, as well as a player, along with, at this point in your career? And I suppose moving into that that more permanent side of, of your, your, your future. I, I, I think it's just... The general player management side of things and being a leader on the pitch, um, I try to be the same on and off the pitch when it comes to that. Um, but like it's again, like Bobby said there, with these, it's good to see these kids coming through and playing against the futures this year was kind of tough because you've coached all of them boys, but you're also proud at the same time. And um, in that element, it's it's I just rugby's a journey. It's, I've been on a long journey myself 
through different countries and stuff and to be a part of these boys journeys is is like massive and even the little part as well if you can add influence and stuff so that's just me where i get my drive from as a coach i'm quite selfish like that's my sort of selfish part like of seeing them grow and becoming who they are so that's my like driver as a coach and to move on to that aspect later in my career Well, everything's about the payoff in life, isn't it? So every job you do, there's got to be a payoff somewhere. So if your payoff is seeing your efforts come to fruition through their journey, surely that's got to be a good thing, whether it's as a, a coach or as a, a squad member. Ultimately, that's it, isn't it? When you get to that senior point in your, your own playing side of your career. Looking then to <laughs> to the season that you've had, when, you, when you're at this point, you're looking to the final, how are you both individually reflecting on your own individual performances I mean Marcus if we look at you and we look at your stats you've scored the most points this season across the board 93 of those out of the 98 that you've scored have been from your boots so surely Hodges doing cartwheels he's delighted <laughs> <laughs> for sure he is um I, I don't know it's I think I teach your responsibility as well to sort of get that so through the training week do extra kicking and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it's it's good having Hodgie there as a kicking coach. He's always watching. He's always like, hey, behind you and uh, making sure that things are going well. So it definitely helps having him around. He's one of the nicest men in rugby as well, isn't it? As well, yeah. you, you just and 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 talk about that with your relationship with your respective coaches. How how have you felt that you as a squad have been supported this season to get to this key point? I mean, start with yourself, Bobby. Yeah, our, we've got a pretty unique coaching coaching setup with some uh That's some good it. yeah well I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'd agree uh pat MacArthur, the people's champion uh, was just uh, <laughs> discussing earlier that uh the boys actually have a song that uh, when the boys wrote a song about him to the to the, the tune of hallelujah um which i'm not going to sing just now but uh, i you really know. feel you should uh, I, don't, I don't really maybe, i really maybe feel be singing it on saturday night <laughs> i think so it's a, it's a five minute song isn't it <laughs> It is, yeah. <laughs> wow. There's verses. There's a lot to it. So, Who wrote the lyrics? Uh, Rodri Tanner. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> he sat at the back of the bus one day on the way back from Southern Nights and he just went, lads, I've got something. <laughs> and then just sang out the whole thing. And it was, uh, yeah, it was great. So I think it says a lot about a coach when he's got a song written about him. Um, the boys <laughs> the boys love him. Uh, he goes, he, he is a really good man manager. Uh, and I think he's just, yeah the people's champion really and then we've got Robbie Ferguson as well he's he's coming he's quite been quite heavily involved these last uh, last few months uh, and he brings some pretty good technical um technical stuff for defense and then uh, Fraser Klimo again he's a club legend at air uh, I don't think anyone could actually say a bad word about him so we've got like good men across the board as our coaching staff and I think yeah it just really helps us drive on as players it goes back to that very thing that you said that you know you were drawn to Marcus yourself about with regard to rugby is that community feel as well I mean yourselves like you've got Sheba there Sean Kennedy you've got Eddie Pollitt you've got we mentioned Hodgie in terms of what you've felt as a squad to this season with the coaching set up in place how's that looking for you now at this final point yeah uh, it's again it's phenomenal um to have that experience um I was saying to the girls earlier like like it's Duncan Hodge. Like, do you know who he is? And there's some of these young guys don't get it. Same with Scott Lawson, same with Sheba as well. But they don't come across as anyone else other than just good, good people and good coaches. And then Eddie 
is Sterling. Like, um, yeah, if there was a picture of Sterling, it would just be Eddie there with his uh, really happy <laughs> face, which looks a bit like that. Um, <laughs> which, for the benefit of a podcast, looks like a frown. Oh, uh, yeah, a frown. <laughs> and, it's um, called a resting face. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, um, it's just good to have that experience and, and be able to have them little little conversations and uh, the boys see that individual sort of growth as well. Um, and then, yeah, there's a lot of things going on, review and stuff like that. But I always think it's great to have people who've been in the game at the highest level, people still in the game, especially Sheba, um, and then also Jacko, who's been in, helping sort of player coach as well. Um, so it's, it's a good balance. It's, it's, a, it's a lot different. I think every team in the Super Series has sort of a different setup, but this works for us and it's uh, got us where we are now, I suppose. It's what separates the Super Series as well, isn't it? Having that with those relationships with the pro clubs and with that development pathway, really that's it in action, isn't it, too? So last weekend then, I mean, this is why we love knockout rugby. Ultimately, I'm looking straight at you for this one. <laughs> straight at you for this one, Marcus. Yeah. When we look at it, you know, to to go into that game and, you know, you, you've gone into a semi-final, you've beat the tabletoppers. It's been a, one of those experiences that perhaps you were hoping might have happen, but on paper, is it fair to say, you know, underdogs? I mean, yeah, I completely agree on paper. Um, we just, we didn't have that sort of mentality, to be fair, though. We, um, we, just spoke about the process we didn't talk about the occasion and um with a young team and and um yeah the players we have it really worked out well for us we started really well we stayed in the fight we we almost played a similar game to them and oh, I, without no disrespect to them we sort of beat them at that at that point and then we got the result we wanted off the back of that but I, it was the prep that came in from the coaching staff the buy-in from the whole squad like I don't think that gets mentioned enough. There's 23 players who are there, but there's probably six or seven players who didn't get selected, but they were there and given us that sort of energy and everything else that came with it. And it was just genuinely a real club effort to get to where we are now. It's a great description. I couldn't have sort of describe what we saw watching the game better than how you've just said that. It was a, it was a real club effort, but also like a very well-coached occasion as well. And the preparation that went into that. Did last week look any different for you as a squad? going into that game? Um, slightly in the sense that we, we trained on a Wednesday um, and some people <laughs> like me, uh, I'm like, no, this needs to be sort of um, regimented. But it, it looked different in the sense that like we, we knew that what the occasion was, we just didn't speak about it. And um, that helped us get the process that we wanted. And it was just it was just a fun time to be around. And my message has been to the boys, like we've got two weeks left together. like. Some boys might not be here next year. Like, enjoy your time together. Like, I always say this game's about respect. Like, and if you see that person in five or six years, like, oh, I can play against him. I've played with him. And I, I said exactly the same thing with Bobby. Like, oh, I've played against him. He was this and that. So let's make sure we earn each other's respect and enjoy the challenge of that for the next sort of two weeks. Bobby, looking at your own journey in last week in particular, to see off the defending champions, Watsonians, that must have had a real spice for you as a side. Yeah, like <laughs> that was satisfying. Um, I think they'd beaten us the last three times we'd played them or something, three or four times. Uh, you'd, or, lo you'd lost both legs to them this, this during the regular year. season. Yeah, this season um, and plus, yeah. Plus them, them beating us in the final that last game. year. That, <laughs> that game. Uh, you in the sprint, didn't you? I think we beat them in the sprint. I can't remember. So just two, just two, just two. <laughs> just two. So yeah, getting beaten by them home. We we don't lose at home that often. Um, so getting beaten by uh, Watsonians at home kind of hurt a bit. Um, 
but we had so we had our bye week then straight into this game so uh, we had two weeks of, of good solid prep going into that and we kind of were pretty honest with ourselves of where we thought we were and and what we needed to do to win that game and like credit to the boys like we went out and did exactly what we, we said we'd do um, we were physical like we felt like we're kind of hitting our straps hitting the ground running like we kind of should have been earlier on the season but I seem I think we've timed it pretty well going into the final too so yeah you don't need a huge amount of motivation under that backdrop though do you as a side I guess it's a case of just heads down and let's just get this job done yeah pretty much um, we all kind of knew exactly what was coming uh, and yeah fair play to all the boys we stuck in we all did our jobs and pretty happy with the outcome in the end and then straight into the final so yeah can't really complain eh and your current sprint champions as well so to do the double this season would be a phenomenal achievement is that something that's on the back of your mind are you are you connecting the two or are you just focusing on the next game which is the final well, we've not spoken about it at all but now you say it that does sound pretty cool <laughs> so right, doesn't it? Uh, maybe we'll go i'll go back to train <laughs> tonight and we'll speak about it <laughs> uh, but yeah, nah, like I, I think what we're pretty happy to be in this final again. I mean, um never not been in the final so far, so um but it'd be good to to win this one and get two from three. I want to say nice. you're the talisman here, you know, <laughs> just kinda of throw that out there. Mm. <laughs> that face says it all. That face says it all. So <laughs> so talk to us then about the, the occasion. I mean it's it's hive, this is a first a first for Sterling Wolves. It's a third, as you've mentioned, opportunity to reach a final in the Falls Rock Super Series for yourselves. So what about the occasion then in terms of, well, let's start with you, Marcus. What are you expecting from this? Uh, I mean, look, it's... Like I said, we, we're not speaking about it. Obviously, I am on this is cast. That, is, that, is that possible realistically in a Honestly, squad environment? Honestly, um, it's, it's just not... It's almost like a... Uh, we've not put that rule in place, but nobody's mentioned it. Um... You see the distractions in the sense of what social media can be. Oh, let's promote this, this bus is coming and stuff like that. But my speech after the game was like, it took four years for this club to be here. Um, I've been here for three and I've been a part of the journey and it's been amazing. So don't take that part for granted. Um, it was a same message like um, be confident, but don't get comfortable. Like it's going to be a tough one against the team who have been here before a quality team who again like earned their chance to be here so yes the occasion is there and and I'm sure it's in the back of the mind we're just not mentioning it at this point so um that's I don't be completely honest there that's I find that really fascinating is it a slightly noisier environment for yourselves or are you of, of the no, same mindset you're we're, talking about it yeah we're we're just pretty much exactly the same uh it was the same with the last last two years going into it we kind of almost downplayed like the importance of it or like during the week, we didn't get too excited or whatnot. And uh, yeah, just kind of turn up on game day and do your best and try and implement your game in, on the other team and hopefully try and win the game. But it's yeah, exactly the same as Marcus. We've not really been making a big deal about it so far, but uh, we've still got two more days of training this week. So someone might say something stupid this week. Well, Blair McPherson gets pretty passionate in the huddle, huddles because he... He's been to a lot of um, yeah. What his captain's speeches like as well? Oh, he? He, he he dragged on a bit the weekend there. <laughs> I was like, when's this guy going to show up? <laughs> nah, he's he's pretty good. Uh, 
having been, he's played a few Scottish Cup finals as well at Murrayfield for Air back in the day. He's won the double. He's 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 won everything. So he knows what it's like to be in these finals. I think he just likes to like stress to the boys how big a deal this actually is because it's not every day you get to come and play at Murrayfield. But um, we've not been talking about it. But I think he might. <laughs> <laughs> to mention it on Thursday, it's, it's going to pop up. It'll pop up at some it? point. Uh, There's time yet. He does love it. He's a <laughs> yeah, he's an excitable man. And Hive Stadium, in terms of your time here, have you had a chance to catch a game inside the bowl? Have you inside the stadium at Hive? Have you had a chance to be in as a spectator as well? I've never been as a spectator. I've just played those Super Six finals because. Uh, well, I'm a, a Glasgow man. I'm not well, a, an, Ed, an Edinburgh man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a few times. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm neutral. <laughs> but it's, it's quite an interesting stadium isn't it and that's the reason I ask because you've obviously had experience on the pitch but in terms of that experience of as a fan it's, it's, a, it's as a rugby fan it's a great place to watch rugby you've got the the corridor outside that's linking you know the changing rooms into the into the actual stadium and then the way it's shaped the sound just bounces off each part it's, it's, a, it's a great stadium to, to enjoy so are you looking forward to that experience? I mean for sure like we were saying earlier hopefully um, both set of fans are making noise there's a lot of um stamping at the stadium because of the metal stands which adds to the noise so um yeah genuinely looking forward to it. obviously have you been here three times is it you've been here is it this will be the third time. oh okay yeah didn't realize um, <laughs> <laughs> um so, no we, we're again like it's it's just it's we're almost again another another place to play and hopefully uh, express ourselves and try and get the win well, I wish you both all the very best. There can only be one winner, but I wish you both the very best. Hope you enjoy the occasion, as I'm sure we, the fans, will too, of course. So here it is then, the Fosrock Super Series final. This Saturday, 18th November at Hive Stadium. Kickoff at 4.10pm. Tickets are available via scottishrugby.org. £10 for adults and £5 for kids and concessions. Or you can buy a family ticket for £20, and that's for two adults and two under-18s. If you can't make it to Hive, the game is being broadcast on BBC Alba and, of course, live streamed via scottishrugby.org. Mm-hmm.